0: meet the problem solvers thank you very much for joining us i'm judy perlman your host and we had a few technical difficulties this afternoon so here we are and we're back on track (laughs) all good my guests for this final show of the year are kate byrne and bill cavallini Um, i've known them for a while from a from afar and getting to know them closer and uh, better day by day. And our topic today is an interesting and fun one. It's mm-hmm. Activism in the Family. Decades of Organizing for Community Change. I'm going to let them tell their own story, but the bottom line is they met in some very, um, I'm going to let them tell it. Why don't you guys just say, what ha- what was going on in 1990 when you guys were drawn together?
1: Go ahead. Well, um, the uh, eviction-free zone, which I was part of and on the steering committee, had made a decision to take over a building that had been vacant for over two and a half years and um, and put in tenants who were facing eviction from another building. Um, the landlord in the first building was in violation of the removal permit ordinance, which is part of rent control ordinance. and. Um, The rent control board was not enforcing that part Uh of its ordinance. So we, in our tenant organizing uh, mode, decided to take over that building. We met with the neighbors, one of which was Kate, and got them on board to support us. And we took tenants from Mass Ave building in Central Square to a building on Broadway near the corner of Elm Street. And, um, it was a four unit building. We had to clear out stuff that had been left by prior tenants. Um, and we had to set up, uh, security patrols to make sure that in the middle of the night, there's the a landlord or his workman or the police wouldn't be coming and taking the tenants out. So we actually spent from dusk until dawn in two hour shifts watching the building uh on the from the outside yeah. and kate was part of of that security patrol and i was i was the one that set up the thing and the, the whole um network of security mm-hmm. um pe- personnel and made sure that people showed up and if they didn't show up i'd t- i'd take their place for three months wow. and yeah. eventually you know, um, the tenants, the landlord gave in and the tenants were allowed to stay. Yeah. Yes. It was really an important part of the tenant movement in, in, in Cambridge. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was a very exciting time. It was very fun. And um, it was also it was nerve wracking, you know, sitting out there. We did we made sure that there were two of us at a time, and we'd bring our lawn chairs out, and you know, our coffee or whatever, and and sit there in front of the buildings, and then get up every once in a while and walk around the building to make sure that nobody was coming in the wow. back way, and wow. you know, and and we you know we had some very vulnerable tenants who were had moved into that building, and and um, so it was it was, a, it was a big deal. It was really important too. Um, And so just to put this in context, in 1990 there was still rent
0: control in Boston, Cambridge, and Brookline. And so what you were doing was you were operating within the rent control framework and within landlords who were not respecting the rent control requirements and regulations. And so you very cleverly got some people who were being forced out Mm -hmm. because of unfair eviction tactics really yeah and yeah. found got them into this other place and somehow you wore everybody down and they stayed yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah,
2: it is. It's yeah. a great story. You know. So yeah. And
0: I love the idea that you were out there in your lawn chairs and nobody had cell phones. Yeah, right. So you, were, you weren't like, if the next person showed up, that was good. If yeah. they didn't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. And, the, and the thing you about You were was, probably on call, like, around the clock, right? He, yeah, yeah, he would I was, stop well, by. Well,
1: I, I was driving a cab at the time, which is mm-hmm. the way I supported myself during this most of the, my organizing uh, career. And... Um, so I would zoom by, in, zoom the by right. in the cab, and of course my shift, right. and make sure that the transition took place. Yeah. And the interest, I mean, the thing that struck me was that Kate was was like one of the people that did security that made herself really comfortable. You know, she had the lawn chair, she had the the coffee, she had um, you know sunshade if it was you know um, uh, she took the early shift and so on, and. Um, you know, I mean, we didn't hook up until a couple of years after that, but Unless um, it was
2: only a year later.
1: Well, well. but it, it was, it, but but it, I think we both were attracted to each other in yeah. that time period.
0: And, and what an exciting like enterprise to be collaborating on too. I mean, you yeah. were doing yeah. something really important for yeah. these families, doing something really important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, talk about you know. Excitement. No, it was huge. Yeah, it, it was huge. huge. So you know, one of the things that we've been talking about is organizing, <laughs> and I think that's a term that I'm beginning to understand. I think you guys have a much. I mean, help us understand. Help us just talk through what. What do we? What do you think of when you say organizing, and what can we think of?
2: Um, I think of it as, as a way of bringing people together, finding out what they, what people see as the issue, um, but also knowing that um, that I. It, it, you know, when I go into something, I have to have a really clear understanding that it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot of work. Um, I have to be aware going in, particularly now after we've been doing this for so long, that I have to really be aware of the privilege that I come to the table with, and and um, to pay attention to that, to the fact that you know that we are white, that we're older, um, that we're a male female couple, that we're English speaking, you know, all those things, um, you know. I have to be really attentive to and pay attention to what other people are telling me in terms of um, what their risks might be, um, and 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 I also think that it's really important to, to understand that that in order to do this kind of work, you have to have you have to have a passion for it. You have to have um, you know a, a real a real interest and a real desire to do it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you, you also have to be. Um be uh, willing to fail more often than <laughs> succeed, yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
1: because that's what happens. Yeah, um, yeah. Just the act of knocking on doors, which is a critical part of organizing, still to this day, um, it's uh, you know you're going to get more doors shut in your face than you're going to have invitations to come and sit down and have tea right.
2: or not opened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
0: So organizing, but you know what? When we first started this conversation, there was another very powerful word that you used, Kate, which was I don't remember whether it was justice or injustice.
2: I think oh, it was injustice. Yes, yeah. So talk us into that space for oh, you Well I think I think when we were talking we, we were talking about sort of the problem solvers and what we think of as the problem and I and I see it as this sort of overall the, the issue of injustice and and so it can be different things at different times so maybe it's it's housing over here or you know it's it's something else over here but but it's it's um, The 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 overarching picture of it is is injustice and fighting injustice mm. I think that's that is what it seems to me anyways and that seems where your passion that's, yeah that's, is grind yeah, is yeah. like
0: Grounded in that yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very, very interesting. Yeah. So let's take a minute and understand, like, figure out why we know each other and how we're here. Um, <laughs> this is Meet the Problem Solvers. I'm Judy Perlman. Kate Byrne and Bill Cavallini are, um, as you can see, they've put in a few years yes. as community <laughs> organizers. <laughs> they've put in a few years as married people yeah. working together and supporting each other in different pieces of this work. So I think that's another interesting piece to go to is sort of the dynamic of your marriage or just of a family that has this. But I also want, so let's circle back to that, but let's just talk about how we got to know each other recently, which is that Kate and I both serve on the board of the Community Action Agency of somerville kate is the president i am the, the vice president the vice president so you're i mean <laughs> if a bomb drops wow, wow. yeah Cass is good luck to cast yeah. yeah but <laughs> in the course of that and and i just to i mean um we i also had another member of uh the uh the cast board community action agency of Somerville is called cast jordan harris was on here talking about his um very progressive faith community But one of the interesting things is that even before Kate met Bill, she was working at (laughs) CAS. Yeah. (laughs) And so I want to talk about that, but right now, when I walked into starting to work at CAS, we had a very large Head Start, which is an early education program, and a small homelessness prevention sort of housing stabilization program so some of those things have changed but why don't you sort of talk us through your history and the current stuff
2: well sure I mean I I worked at um, I worked at Cassin um, from 1985 to 1987 I was organizing a citywide tenants group and um, trying to bring to Somerville um, our, our last great attempt to bring rent control to Somerville um and so it was a it was a big struggle um there were a lot of different things that came out of it um and um and it was uh it that cast at that time had a really Solid organizing um, portion to it. We had a director of organizing we had you know We had a welfare rights organizer a private housing organizer a public housing organizer um, Me as a tenant organizer. Um, So it was a whole real um, Solid component um, and great great work that was done. So um, and I have to say that I um, You know gone through my work life. um, We moved to Somerville 16 years ago um, and uh, When the election happened in 2016 and I was devastated, I said, well, I need to do something in my community. (laughs) So I went over to CAS because I thought this is the place, you know, this is sort of home and I know how to I know how to do this. And so that for me was a place to go to 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 start to at least feel like I'm doing something in the community to, to, you know, because of all the all the overarching things that are going
0: on right now. right. And of course, Somerville is going through um, you know a serious, um, I don't know what you would call it development boom yeah. that is creating tremendous displacement. yeah So the small amount of work that Cass had been doing around homelessness prevention, we are now under your leadership, really also trying to reestablish an organizing an advocacy arm, yeah which I have to mm-hmm. say is like, what what lights me up yeah. as you know one of the most important things for an organization devoted to community organizing and advocacy should be doing in a place right. like Somerville
2: right and Bill should talk a little bit about what um, what he's been doing in, in Union Square because he's just—I mean—and this is this is one of the places where I feel like um, you know talk about things being you know tight in a relationship and what we had to do for each other in, in terms of you know uh, building and staying together and, and working it out. Yeah, and, you know, talk a little bit about Union Square because that was—it's very intense.
1: Yeah, well, about five years ago. Um a group came together called Union United to, to respond to the what we assume would be um, large-scale development around it. The, uh, the extension of the Green Line and Union Square was going to be one of the stations on the Green Line. And um, so a coalition of organizations came together. I didn't get involved right away, um, but uh, their goal was to, have, to not oppose development but to insist that whatever development is built takes into consideration that there are people living around this development already and that they will be impacted by the gentrification pressures that come from new high-scale development. And so jobs should be channeled to the people that live here, live there already. uh, Affordable housing should be built in, Mm -hmm. in, in conjunction with the Luxury housing that they had planned, and so on and so forth. And union labor should be used in construction. And um, a whole list of demands were de- developed um, to present to the developer uh, in what we call the community benefits agreement. That would, that would, that would attempt to get development, but with as minim- minimal amount of displacement as possible,
0: mm-hmm. and very clear elements of right. if, if they were going to be co- in compliant it was very right. clear what everyone we just signed yeah.
1: at the end of september a very um exhaustive community benefits agreement uh, it's a work it's it's the result of community organizing
0: wow yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and and we, you were really a big part of that whole I've, shaping that process. I, I was yeah. part of it from not from the very beginning, but then when I did get involved, I eventually was on the steering committee of Union United, and then I became the co-chair of uh, Union Square Neighborhood Council, which is the group that actually did the negotiation with the developer. So yeah. yeah, wow, that's and a now, big now we've got to make sure that they follow through on right. everything right. they've committed right. to.
0: That's right. another thing that organizing is, is yeah. like right. like vigilance. Yeah. It's you not to one pay attention. and done. You gotta yeah. pay
2: attention. You have to pay attention. Right. Yeah. But that but that um that that whole process was over over a year where you were meeting on a weekly basis with the developer. I mean having weekly meetings with the developer and then having other meetings outside of that to get ready for the right. meetings with the developer. Wow. And so it was a real, um, you, there were times where you had, you know, three meetings, uh, you know, three nights a week or four nights a week and then on something on the weekend. And yeah. it was a lot. It was yeah. A lot. It sounds like a lot for you too. Yeah. 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 It is a like lot. here's a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> <See> <laughs> maybe I'll see you Thursday or, or maybe right. Friday. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Whenever you know, one or the other of us has been involved in a very intense part of the organizing effort. The other, the, the other partner, has played that supportive role, um, and it's not always been easy. There's been yeah. tension. Yeah. You know, one, you know, at times, do you have to go to so many meetings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't well, you miss this one? Yeah. When are we going on vacation? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't easy. Yeah.
2: But the other thing I wanted to say, and I didn't, we didn't even talk about this beforehand, but but when we moved to Somerville, um, my, I, I, my son and our and our daughter in law bought the house, and um, we made it into a two family house, and we live on the first floor, and they live on the second floor, and they now have two daughters, and so we were able to be on site with our granddaughters um, that is raising them beautiful and yeah. you know being able to and so that was the other thing that that you know while you know at the times where i was working full-time and you you know had retired you were able to go do things with the girls um and be you know yeah. be supportive of them in their school you know things and and um that was another whole piece of it where you know or the concerts or whatever it was right right <laughs>
1: yeah of <and laughs> course performances yeah, yeah. I mean, the girls have joined us in our in our yeah. organizing. They've
2: been out I mean, on in the streets with That's us. Amazing. We're very
1: proud of, of the, <laughs> the of things, the initiatives they've taken. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, yeah.
1: One is up at the high school now, and she walked out for um, the climate tri- strike. Yeah, n- and, and also <laughs> the guns.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's so, been very, she's been very involved with yeah. a lot of different things College. at the school. That's so. great. I mean, this is it's in the, it's in the family. It's yeah, and family he'll a va-
1: sign, value. Value. Pick a sign with union united. <laughs> union right. Wow. I can't wow. complain. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you can,
0: but I mean, grandchildren are grandchildren. but right, right. Delightful. They're delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just also want to say that Kate, um, in addition to being a, you know, a dogged advocate in her off hours has lived a life as a nurse working on HIV AIDS issues and um, as a trainer and uh, working in homelessness for many years. And now, can you hold up your, oh, you took it off. She usually wears a Narcan thing. What do you call that? Narcan kit. Kit. Because, I mean, she's just, you just live in a world where you are a savior. You're a a caretaker wherever you go. Yeah. I mean, so it's your life. Your lives are quite interesting. I think I want to ask another question, because, Bill, when we talked about it at your house and you talked in this sort of gentle way and you did it again tonight of like just trying to get accommodations and just trying to get, you know, kind of a sensibility to the to the needs of the people who are affected. I guess my question is, when you started as an organizer, were you that even-handed and accommodating about the disparate needs or were you fiercer and was it more black and white or have you is this like with age you get
1: I think with age you mellow but you know with everything Yeah. but um, I think what I learned but I didn't know in the beginning was that I needed to listen to what people are saying and I mm-hmm. didn't have a point of view and you can t- you share it with them but you need to listen, and because if all we have is numbers, we don't have money, we don't have power, without having the numbers. So you got to get on board. Everybody's got to do their share, mm-hmm. and um, if you don't listen, you're not hearing what people's priorities are and how passionate they are about one or the other. Um, so I, kept, over the years, I've learned to listen better and longer. <laughs>
2: Anything to say about that oh I think I think it really is important to you know to yeah. really hear what people have to say and to really pay attention to what people have to say because as Bill said you know if you don't have if you don't have the numbers if you don't have you know if you don't have, if you're not uh, getting where people are at and working with them where they're at you know they're not going to come around there's no right you know and if, if we're not, if I'm not listening if we're not listening to people Um, why would they even bother with us if if we come in with our own agenda and just tell them what to do? Right, and I guess really what you're saying is
0: listening both uh, to the people who are affected Mm -hmm. and getting the truly nuanced messaging about what it is that their lives are going to look like, but also I hear you saying listening to the developers. Mm -hmm. You've got to get to a solution they can find their way to. And, you know... Putting a stake in the ground and refusing is not yeah. how you get to a solution. So I guess yeah. those were those long hours. I,
1: yeah, I think that's that's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah.
0: interesting. Okay. So this is Meet the Problem Solvers once again, Kate <laughs> Byrne and Bill Cavallini. Here's where we kind of think about what are the takeaways. Are there takeaways that you guys have that you want to share uh, uh, about lives as advocates? advocates as activists in organizing?
2: You know, I think, I, I think it, 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 sometimes it, it feels like this is a, a really romantic option to be an organizer. And the fact is is that it's oftentimes a lot of hard work and as Bill said, you know, a lot of failure. A lot of times that things don't go the way you think you want them to go. Um, and so you have to have in, in your soul, you got to have some passion for the work and you have to have some compassion for the people that you're working with. And, and it's, so it's not, it's, it's not something to be done um, with a faint heart um, or with small children. <laughs> I mean I always think, you know, it's it's really it's really, Yeah, we were talking about really that. Really the
0: demands of a young family. Yeah. It's probably not when you're gonna be able to go out to three
2: or four meetings a week. Right. right. And you can right. forgive yourself for that. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about you? What yeah, takeaways away? you should. Oh no. You could you well. say more. <laughs> you could well. well, I would say one thing that
0: that we talked about before, which is that some of your passion as organizers was because the issues themselves ad- right. touched your lives, yes. right, right, and that's a very interesting part of it,
1: right? Yeah, we both right. lived in rent control apartments. When rent control went out, it was one of the times after the squat in the building on Broadway. It was the, it was the first project that we worked equally on together. Um, as we had how, do how does Cambridge respond to the loss of rent control? Um, and you know there was a, a number of campaigns which Kate and I were part of, um, and to respond to that, to try to get Harvard to turn over some of their buildings to the city and, at, and keep the rents affordable. To have what was called a 2,000 Homes campaign, where the city aimed for getting 2,000 new units being under with affordable rents to low and moderate income people, and so on. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I think that's also another takeaway: is kind of to be creative and to yep. be dogged and determined. Yeah. And if something isn't going, let's try let's
2: try another try, route. try another route around. Yeah, because if you can't get in the front door, then maybe a right. side door. And right. some
1: people don't like it when I do this, but I talk about um, one of my heroes being Rocky Marciano because <laughs> he he was the guy who had a bob and weave. Yeah, right? and so that's what you got to be as an organizer. <laughs> Or as a leader in, in, yep. in a community effort. Um, you've got to be flexible enough to switch up a little bit when your adversary pulls something that you uh, That's didn't right. you expect. So hey, Bob, no. and, Bob and Weave.
0: Bob, Bob and Weave, weave. <laughs> and be responsive to what's coming <laughs> yeah. at you rather than like the purest of yeah. Yeah. my way yeah. or the highway. Right. I mean, that yeah. has right. limited utility right. in this world right. where we have so many competing interests. So right. you guys sort of figured out how to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. right.
1: Yeah. There's no school. There are schools for organizing. Yeah. But they don't teach you that much. <laughs> you got to get out there and do it.
2: Well, and I think if you have, if you have other pieces to it, right, I was thinking that it's, it, it doesn't, it, there's also the whole piece for me about being a feminist that um, really, you know, points me in the direction of, of how to be with other people. Um, and how to how to listen to other yep. people and how to be responsive to other people. Um, so I think that's that's another whole piece of it. Yeah. For me. So. I will actually say it's very
0: interesting that all three of us have said now in our own ways that as we've gotten older and yep. more advanced in our own lives as leaders and as sort of like fostering change, we do more listening. Yeah, and less declaiming.
2: Yep. yep.
0: Yeah. Less less declaiming. Yeah, brings a lot more opportunity
2: into the into yeah. the mix. I've always thought that it, you know I haven't always thought, but I think it, the thing that I learned over time is that when you go into a new situation, you need to keep your mouth shut.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: For listen fir- for listen first for a while. Yeah. Listen you know, you first. Take the to, temperature. Yep. Yeah.
0: Kind of see what's going on. Well, you guys, this has been totally fun. I now want to take a minute and just. Uh, Tell everybody this is, in fact, our last show of, 20, of 2019. This has been a total blast all year. What a lovely sort of homey and kind of even seasonal cozy kind of conversation to go out with. And we really would like to invite people who are listening or who are watching to send us your stuff. Send us your ideas to meet the problem solvers at gmail.com visit us on Facebook, sign up for our subscribe and subscribe on YouTube. We now have a podcast, so we obviously need a new slide so you can subscribe <laughs> on YouTube or on iTunes. We would really like you- more ideas from folks about what you'd like to see, what you'd like to hear and what 2020 issue what issues in 2020 are making you nuts that we need to explore with Fabulous, beautiful guests like these
1: guys.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much for coming on you guys. Well thanks. Thanks for having us. It was was fun. fun. It was fun to do this. Good, I'm glad. Yeah. So good. Problem solvers.
2: Yeah, well, we hope so.